everything in the cushions? Everything is branded, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Part of my mentoring. Good, good. You ready? Yeah. Let's do it. Guys, welcome to Nathan K. Gingerbread Podcast. On the couch today, we've got Joanna, Instagram influencer with just under a million followers. Today, we're going to be learning about her journey, about how she became an influencer, why she became an influencer, and you know, we can discuss about stuff like what a plus size model is and how you got into training, etc., etc., etc. So, Joanna, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. You guys are excited. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you think about my new wall of fame? I was like, it's so colorful. I can't wait to have my picture. Ah, it's going to be there very soon. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming on. I suppose what people want to know, and you know, like, how did this journey begin? How did you become an influencer, and why did you become an influencer? So I think for me it was more a circumstance to say so. It was more luck because uh, it started with my weight loss journey. I started losing weight about five years ago. Okay. That's when I decided, okay, I need to change my life. I need to do something about it. And because I was really consistent, in after six months, I lost quite a lot of weight. So it was a big change for me. I was, wasn't really posting on social media. I used to post just like once in a while. So I had my uh, personal profile. And then one day I was like, okay, I came quite a long way. So let me just take a picture with me now. And then I had, uh, I've done with one before and after. And I was like, okay, let me just post it. And then the feedback from the people that knew me was so great that I thought, okay, maybe I could help other people too. Mm. And that's when I contacted, uh, contacted one uh, weight loss page, which was very big at the time. They had a half million followers. And I sent a message, okay, if you, could, uh, if you would like to repost me, I would be really grateful. And I got a response from the page. They were like, okay, we can repost you, but we also need uh, a few paragraphs about you and about your journey. And that's, uh, that's how it started. I sent uh, my story to them. I sent my picture. They reposted it. And in just one day, I got over 5,000 new followers. Wow. So that happened one day, over 5,000 people. And since then... It just uh, kept going up and it made me realize, well, people really need help. People are really interested in uh, what I'm doing. And that's, uh, that's how my journey started. That's how I noticed, wow, okay, the power of social media is really, really strong. So I need to, I need to do something about it. But also at the beginning, it was more like just to help people. I wasn't really thinking of it as a business. Sure, I didn't realize the, how big it's going to grow. Taking you back to when you first started training and, lo- and on this program of losing weight, what was it that gave you the motivation and why did you think I need to start losing weight in the first place? Okay, so I'll start a bit with my background because mm. I'm originally from Romania. It's an Eastern European country. And as we know, the ideal of beauty in those countries are just very skinny. Sure. So for me, I was not part of that. So I wasn't skinny. I was big most of my life. So... One day, I just decided, okay, I'm just going to change this. And it wasn't that much because of how the ideal beauty is. It's just because I realized I had an office job and I started to have a lot of back pain. Mm. I was never able to dress the way I wanted because I would not find clothes to fit me. I would always have to dress from 40 plus. So I would always find just some black trousers, maybe some shirts. And that was my style. So. Was that a comfort close for you at the time? Because maybe if you're, you know, if you felt slightly bigger at the time and you wanted to lose weight, did you feel that that was your comfort close? It wasn't that much of a comfort as I had no choice mm. because I wouldn't find my size. 
in Eastern European countries, if you're more than size 14, you don't really find nice clothes. Wow. So more up, let's say up to max size 16, mm -hmm. you can find something to be kind of nice, but everything uh, up after 16, you don't find it. So you need to go for like older woman clothes. Wow. That's, that's right. the only yeah. way uh, to find it. So it wasn't my choice. Yeah. It was all, all I could find. So you started, you know, you had back pains in, in the back and while you're at work and then what came from there? Yeah, so one day I just said, okay, enough, it's enough. I'm going to start from now and I'll go train and I'm going to start eating well and all that. And uh, at that time I was also a student. So my, my good friend that, um, that I was living in because I was uh, sharing accommodation. So she was uh, quite skinny and she said, okay, no worries, I'm going to help you. I'm going to come with you. I'm going to motivate you. So she started coming with me to classes. Obviously, because I didn't really train before, I was in horrible pain. <laughs> really? I can't even explain. I wasn't even able to get uh, up uh, on the stairs. I would just have to pull my legs and then oh, wow. uh, just go. So for everyone who's going to start the journey, it's going to be painful. Just so you know, yeah. it's going to hurt. And that's how I started. I started by going to Zumba classes because that was easier and it was mostly women. Mm -hmm. So I would go for the for the Zumba class and then slowly once I got a bit more confidence in my abilities and I was like, okay, I'm not in that much pain anymore. I started going to different classes and uh, diversify a bit. And then after a while I went into the weights area. So slowly, slowly baby steps. Did it become quite addictive? It wasn't that much addictive, but it was like I could see the results, mm. so I was like, okay, this is working, okay, let me, just, let me just go, let me just go. And obviously, the more I've done it, I just became more, um, more confident, I started to get more friends, so it was more like a family vibe, even in the gym, so that was, that's, that was also a motivation for me to, to keep going. What, what were the lower points, though, when you're training? Because I know from experience of training myself, there are some points, some points or sometimes where you just, I don't want to train. Did you ever feel like that? Were there any low points when you were training at, the, at that journey? Yes, of course. Especially when you are in pain, you don't feel like going. You're like, okay, <laughs> do I really want to go now? And that's when you have to push yourself. And also another low point, which I remember, I think I'll remember every single day that. So a few months after I started training, I already lost a lot of weight. And on my way home from the gym uh, to my home, there was a guy who was driving. He literally pull, uh, pulled on the side and he was like, oh, look at you, whale. Wow. So that was, for me, was a shock. And I just went home and I think I've been crying for like two days. I was like, look, I'm, I've lost so much weight and I'm still not enough. People still call me names. And I'm like, am I doing the right thing? Is this? So I just started to question it. like was wrong and then all my friends and um, my good friend at the time she was like you shouldn't let that get to your heart because those are people that don't care it's not worth it's not worth it and she said that the fact that he said uh, he said that like he wouldn't even care he would just move on and say to someone else yeah so it's you shouldn't get that to your heart but for me it was really hard at the time how do you stop those words and those negative you know, those negative responses, how do you stop them being so personal? Like, is there a way? Is it something where you just, get, do you just get used to it? Is there a method where you think, no, look, I am doing the right thing. I don't need to listen to what you're doing. How do you overcome that sort of situation? At that point, I couldn't. Yeah. Because at that point, I was still on a transformation journey and they were really hurting. But now that I started to 
to know more people. I started to know myself more. I started to invest in myself more. I just realized all those people that leave negative comments or that call you names, they are so unhappy with themselves. Mm. So I think it's more an awareness journey for me to understand that they have a problem. It's their problem, not me. So I don't want to let their problems to affect me. So yeah, the response is just the better you feel with yourself, the more you're going to start ignoring um, the people on the outside. They try to pour their, <laughs> I don't know, their unhappy life on you or just... You know. No, I get that. Why, out of the two, so would you say nutrition was more important or the exercise? Or did you say the two have to go together? They have to go together. Yeah. Because what I realized, like even now with the... Tra- I'll be honest, my struggle is nutrition. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a problem with training. I can stay the whole day in the gym. I'm enjoying it. My problem is the nutrition. Mm. So if they go together, then things go well. Yeah. When one of them is just getting off, that's when you that's when you have problems. So for me, when I lost uh, the weight, uh, it was both together. How did you learn to? How did when you were losing weight and you said about you know you changed your diet? How did you know what foods to eat? Where did you go to to look for advice? Was it something you just looked online? Did you yeah, think Google is our best friend? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all the, it's all out. It's all out there, isn't yeah, it? Because but, everyone, obviously, if you just start your journey, and that's what I tell to people: if you don't have money to pay a coach, or if you don't have money to pay someone else, then just go on Google. There's so so much information, yeah. and you can learn about it. You can learn about the calories. You can learn uh, learn about macros and everything else. So you start to understand a bit the quality of the food that you're eating, how you're supposed to eat, the fact that, I don't know, just putting a bit of oil on your food can just up with like 100 calories or more. Mm. So it was more like understanding the basics of the nutrition and how I can help myself. And that's my advice for people too. Just go on Google if you don't have the money to invest. Because I didn't have the money at that time. So I was like, okay, let me just help myself. And then... At what point then, and how long did it take you for you then to feel really comfortable within yourself? With my journey, I just go up and down all the time. <laughs> and uh, after I lost a lot of weight, everyone was saying to me, wow, you look so good, it's just so good, but I wasn't feeling good with myself. Because in my mind, I was still the same fat girl. Even though my body was showing something different, in my mind, I was still having problems in accepting how far I've come. So with me, I ended up, okay, from being big, I ended up being like uh, much smaller than I used to be and mm. then be more unhappy. Which is... And, uh, and it was so sad for me and it just made me realize, okay, losing weight, it's okay, but you also need to mentally prepare yes. for what's coming because if you're not mentally ready for the change that you're making, you end up being, I don't know, size 10, size 12, and then you're like, okay, is that it? Why am I not happy? <laughs> like, which is which is really sad. Yeah. Like that's that's so sad how you can change so much, but if you haven't got your mindset right. But how can you learn to appreciate? I wouldn't say love yourself because people will be listening and be like, oh yeah, you love okay. yourself. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> but how can you learn to appreciate and have that? You know, I know that you're going through this journey of body confidence at the moment. It's a huge thing, and body confidence and body positivity. But how can you appreciate? yourself how like mentally what can you do to yeah so I think for me it just got to a point where I had to I had to decide okay am I gonna ruin myself mentally or am I gonna change something in the way I see myself and just try to to live with myself because 
I just got to the point where I didn't even want to look in the mirror because losing weight, it's not easy. You end up with loose skin, your body changes, your shape changes, and then you just don't recognize yourself. So for me, it was more like, okay, let me just start to accept myself. So the steps that I took for me, it was like looking more in the mirror so that the image of my new body gets into my brain mm -hmm. so that I get used to see myself my new version and then to see how I am and also for me I I started to be really obsessed with the with the food because I was scared I would get fat again mm. so I ended up to a point where I would just avoid food because I was like okay if I eat I'll be fat again I'll be fat again I'll be fat again so for me it was also realized okay I'm training a lot so I need to eat yeah if I want to uh, to sustain this on long term because I knew that starving is not the way but my brain was just trying to trick me like you're gonna get fat again don't eat don't eat so it was also that side for me okay try to eat normal because you have to train so you need to be strong so that was also part of the things that I've done uh, to accept that okay it is my body but I also need to to get some food and um, also surrounding myself with uh, with nice people and good company so I think that's one of the facts that can help you feel okay with yourself yeah 100% because if you have around you people who are negative all the time who talk bad about themselves all the time it would just make you question yourself too how can if somebody's watching this now and thinking they've they've often they've always got some you've always got a circle around you how would you get out of that circle and find people around you that are positive? Because people will be thinking, that's fine, you saying... Sounds good. What, yeah, if, what yeah. if it's my family? That's <laughs> it. Well, this is it. Like, you know, people yeah. will be surrounded by people who are negative and they're like, that's fine for you to say surround yourself with, you know, successful people, happy people or positive people. Where do you find these people? It sounds so easy, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> so, but how would, you, how would someone go about by finding these people? Yeah, so I think it's more try, try and error. Yeah. And for me, and even now what I'm doing, I'm trying to get out of my comfort zone, is try things that normally you wouldn't try. So in my case, it was going to different events and start to meet different people and going to different classes in the gym. Yeah. Because I used to be so used to doing my own thing. And then I was like, okay, let me try a Pilates class. Let me try a yoga class. Let me go for a swim. And that's when you meet different people. And also, because at, um, at that point I was doing um, an office job, I was like, okay, let me go out a bit, let me go to different events, because in the city there are always different events. And let me just try to meet people that are out of my comfort zone and uh, try new things. So that's the way to, to meet new people. And then sometimes it's hard for me too, because I have people messaging me, oh, do you want to meet up? Or, but then I know they are taking of my energy mm. and I think it's also learning on long term to say no but yeah learning okay. how to protect your energy because there are some people that you just keep giving and they That's... just take of you they take they take they take and then you don't get anything back I love that bit of advice so... you know it, you, people can say no so if there's people that are taking your energy and you think look it's gonna be negative just say no to it like I'm, I'm not gonna entertain it yeah it happened to me there is a particular person that whenever I meet, I just feel so exhausted after. And I never it's knew sad. how. I was like, why do I feel like this? What's going on? And then after a while, I just sat and I analyzed a bit. And I was like, 
she was just taking so much of my energy. Wow. Like so many problems. Whenever she would come down, there would be problems after problems after problems. And the thing is, like, she wouldn't change anything. So I was like, don't take up my energy. <laughs> but isn't, isn't that then her trying to surround herself by positive people? Yes, but what I've learned is you need to protect yourself. So, yeah, okay. Because some people would just take without giving anything back. And yes, you help them once, you help them twice. Hmm. But some people yeah. just, just repeat the same. Yeah. And then if you don't see any changes, then... They've got. You have to help yourself. No one, no one can do fix you, can they? Only you can fix yourself first. And then, if, I suppose, what you're saying is, is that if that person you could see was trying, and was trying to make that effort, and like has a bit of positivity about it, you could. It wouldn't be so hard. Yes. But, but because they, they're constantly. They don't change if people don't change because obviously we want to help and we want to be nice to people and everything else but if it's the same habit yeah. over and over and over and nothing changes then yeah what inspires me with what you how you inspire me is that you know people would say oh you're, you're a plus size influence or whatever it might be but you're fitter than most people that I know that look like I don't know <laughs> look, like, look like some of these like you're if you haven't seen Yuana's Instagram or the way that she trains it is incredible where does that how how does I mean you must carry a lot of muscle because you're so strong how does that sort of I don't know what what I'm trying to say is is it possible to be so fit and, and be, be big. yes yeah. so that's what I'm trying to do with my page to break the stereotypes because sometimes when people hear the word fit they imagine a certain type of body. Yes. So they have in their head already, you know, I don't know, six feet, um, 20, between 15 to 20% body fat and athletic figure and everything else. And then it's nothing like that. Because at the end of the day, being fit means, okay, you go, I don't know, you start a class, you start a run, you start something else and you go from beginning to end. Mm. So you can finish it regardless of how you look. And that's what I'm doing with, uh, with my page. I'm just trying to show, okay, even if you're big, just go and do your thing. Like you're not competing with anyone else. No. You're just trying, okay, you started something, take it to the finish. It doesn't matter if you sweat 10 times more than the other ones yeah. that you do it with. It doesn't matter how you look at the end. What matters is just that you got to the end. What sort of training do you like? I mean, you've obviously tried so many different styles and we'll talk later on about you becoming, you know, you getting into your personal training and helping as many people as possible. But what style of training do you like? What, what training? I personally like weight training hmm. because that's what shaped my body and that's what made me stronger. But I also realized the importance of cardio. So what I love to do is uh, jump rope, so skipping. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the, um, my favorite type of cardio. So I'm, I'm doing a mix of uh, weights and cardio. And also now, because I want to get everything right, I started going to yoga and just try to get more that balance because mm -hmm. I realized that through weight training, you get a lot of tension in your body. And with yoga, you just kind of balance it. So yeah. I was like, okay, let me just try this out, try this combination and see how it works. So I'm doing a mix of weight training, cardio and also... Um, Why is cardio so important? I think it's really important also for the way you breathe. It helps you a lot with breathing and obviously it, it burns the fat. 
Yeah. So that's that's a, the good part of it. it. You burn a lot of calories because with weight training, yes, you burn the calories, but you work more on your strength. Mm -hmm. So with uh, with the cardio, it just helps to get your breathing right. You start to work on endurance, so you you can do things for uh, for longer. So that's why I love cardio because sometimes you know you just need to run for the train or you need to go up the stairs. So. Being strong is good, but you need to build your cardio in order to do, to do everything else. Do you remember the first time you picked up a skipping rope or not? I was a kid. You were a kid? Yeah, because so I, used to, I used to play with my friends, so that was our way of playing, you know? Now everyone is with the phones, but... <laughs> yeah, but you're an unbelievable skipper. Like, you're great. Like, your, your skipping is, you. is amazing. And I, I never knew that, you know, people could skip that well. Like, it, it's so good. Like, yeah, when you think of skipping, you're just like boring, you just jump and But you're, it, you know, you're crossing the moat, you're crossing them over and you're doing like big jumps and small jumps. How long did it take to learn that? And is it something that people can learn quite easily? Yeah, you can learn it quite easy as long as you put the effort. Yeah. So skipping is something that you need to do it constant in order to, um, you need to be consistent in order to get the results. Because even with me, if I do it, I don't know, for a week or two, I get really comfortable with it and then I can do different moves. But as long as I take a break, I need to start from zero. Yeah. So you can learn it, but you just need to be to be consistent. So if you start to just keep doing it and then you're going to get really good at it. And that's why I love it, because people send me videos. They're like, oh, I could do only 20 jumps. Now <laughs> I can do 50 or things like that. So it just makes me so happy because uh, people see their progress. So. Why is it that you do go to all these events? Because I noticed recently on Instagram you were at an event at a hotel and there were hundreds of people there. What was that event all about? For me, you know, I've mentioned about getting out of my comfort zone yeah. and just trying to, trying to see where I get the most happiness from mm -hmm. because this year was more like to test and to see where I feel happy. And yeah. I realized this kind of events, they have so much positive energy. So the event that I went through, it was a weekend full of classes. So it was a fitness event. People would come like different levels of fitness, like everyone was, um, was different. And what connected us was the happiness and the enthusiasm. So yeah. that's when I realized, okay, this is really what I would like to do for the future. Where, where do people find those events? Because it looked really, really good. So if you haven't seen the post, it looked brilliant. And it was high energy and people were laughing and smiling. And like, yeah. there, were, there were different, like you said, different fitness levels. So if anyone's out there thinking, I'd maybe like to attend that, where could they find it? Like, how could they book it? So this particular one that I went through, it's more like a community thing. Mm -hmm. Because the person that's, or, that's organizing it, he's been doing it for like 25 years. So people already know about it. But most of the events that I attend to, they are promoted on social media. Or you can even just go on, any, you know, on Google and you just look for, uh, for events and you find it. But most of them would be either on Instagram yeah. or would be on Facebook. That's the new, the new way of promoting. So, yeah, if people want to attend this kind of events, they should just research a bit. Yeah, fine. Or follow Joanna's page and you'll and be able to see the I'll events be, from there. Tell me about Instagram. So... Instagram is obviously, the people have different views on it. What are your thoughts on Instagram? I think it's a really good platform if you want to build a business mm -hmm. because it's really easy to sell. It's easy to send your message across and I like it because you could, you could just put, I don't know, a picture of whatever you want 
and then you can put a caption so your message can get out. You can also do the IGTV, so if you want to speak a bit more on your idea or on anything else, you can do it. So I believe it's up to you how you want to use social media in general and yeah. Instagram in particular. But there are so many different ways. For example, one of my good friends, she's just doing it for her travel pictures. <laughs> she was like, I just want a place where I can go and see all my pictures for my, for my holiday. <laughs> so she's not doing it as a business or anything else. No. For her, it's just an album. So yeah. for her, it's a personal album of the places that she's been to. <laughs> nice. So that's very good. Other people do it, I don't know, for their pets, for their, um, yeah. just to show their family. So I think decide, for people, is decide which way you you want to do it because even for me it started as a personal account and now it became it became a business so it's more like test it yeah to see if you would like it i love it i, I think your instagram account is phenomenal like and if you i've scrolled obviously i've you know I've, yeah, yeah <laughs> I, i've scrolled out all the way and it's amazing how you know people then find their own style through instagram you then you have a sort of a certain way you have a certain post that you put up is there anything advice that you could give people that are starting their Instagram account if you're, you know, what are the sort of the key ingredients to having a successful account? Yeah, I've seen some people, also some people were messaging me, but also there are a few tricks that you have to use. So for example, if you want to, to build it to a business level, you need to make sure you have clear pictures. You need to make sure if you take pictures, try to keep the background as clear as possible. Mm -hmm. I see some people take pictures in dirty mirrors. Oh. Or they take pictures and it's a mess around them. So that's not good. No. And another advice, according to what you want your account to be about, check the people that are already doing it. Yeah. Check what they are posting, check the events that they go to. What I've realized, especially in this social media world, it's, yes, it is about your content, but it's a lot about the network. So the people that you know. That's why if you are in a place where you can go to different events related to the topic that you are, um, you want to build your business yeah. or what you want to go and meet the people that are already doing it and learn from them. Another trick, check the times when it's the best time to post because every account has uh, different times when their audience is on. Mm. So you try to hit um, the, the target. Use hashtags and also when uh, when you post stories, make sure that uh, you use hashtags in the stories, mm -hmm. that you use location, especially now because you can see the statistics. So you can see, for example, I don't know if you're in London and you put that you're in London, when you scroll up on the story, you can see how many people came just from the location. Wow. So there are so many tricks that you can use. I don't know, for example, with me, because I do fitness and I do my concept, the plus size, plus size fitness. So um, in a lot of my stories, I'm using plus size fitness and I do it small because yeah. <laughs> you don't want it to be like a spam or something, but it's there. So yeah. people who are into fitness or people who, I don't know, who like plus size or they're inter interested in the plus size, you will come on their feed. So there are a few tricks that yeah. you can use, but the main ones, clear pictures, yeah. good quality, mm -hmm. use the hashtags, post at the right times get your network right, use the stories. And now what I'm learning to is with the IGTV. So that I was like, mm, what that? But now I'm starting to use that too. So just try to make the use of all the tools that are there. So as you know, 
I ask people to ask any questions. Obviously, you know, you've got a big Instagram following, so we couldn't ask all the questions. But oh, you've got questions. Yeah, we've got great, yeah, we've got questions. So there were there were a couple of questions that I've picked out, and one of them in particular was one that I can relate to, and I think a lot of people on Instagram and out there will relate to. And it's taking you back before you started your journey. And the first question was, um, were you ever bullied as a child? And what advice would you give to someone that does get bullied? I assume it's because of being... Yeah. Yes. So for me, now I'm also going to talk a bit about my condition, because for me, up to 10 years old, I was a normal, normal kid. But then with puberty, I just got this condition, which is called epidema, which is abnormal fat in your legs and your hands uh, most of the time. So after 10 years old, I've totally changed. I was so different compared to the compared to the rest of my colleagues. So I was big. And uh, in terms of being bullied, it happened for my family too, because uh, sometimes they would say, oh, don't eat that much or don't wear this or don't wear that. So even though they were doing it because they loved me and they just wanted me to be okay. They didn't realize they would make me feel bad. So I can remember even now, uh, one day I was so happy that I found some blue jeans because you know, I told you nothing would fit me and I would just get those jeans and then my father would say, oh no, don't wear that. It just makes you look so big. So that, that just stuck in my head and I was like, okay, so no, no jeans. Mm. And especially when it comes from your family, it's even even harder yeah. because you're like, oh, so if my family says I'm not good enough because that's what comes in your mind, obviously. And uh, yeah, so, and apart from that, there will be like different situations where you just feel like you don't belong or you would just feel different. And also the fact that I wasn't able to dress the way I would like. And in, you know, also I mentioned uh, the time when I was called a whale yeah. and everything else. So there were, yeah, there were a lot of times. And my advice, it's hard to give advice because when you are in the situation, it's, it's quite hard. But I think it's just start to, to read more and to try. To, because when you are a child, it's quite hard. The emotions get into it and everything else. But my advice would be try to read a bit more of the motivational books yeah. and try at least online or if you have the opportunity to look for people who go through the same as you yeah. and to see their journey and to see what are they doing because when you are young it's hard and yeah. you can you can get lost so maybe just maybe a bit of advice maybe find some influencers that have been through it have done it and yeah. can share their journeys as well you can you can relate to and then try like small things that would would make you feel better fair enough no no that's nice um going back to the instagram again um how did you grow your instagram following and how and could you give any tips on how to grow my following mm -hmm. um so i suppose you know i suppose I suppose getting a following is all about people following you on your journey. Like people would follow you in a certain. I suppose if you is it posting just different things about different things, or is it being consistent? Yeah, and I was just about to mention now. You have to be consistent because people come to follow you because of something. Yeah. So they can relate to something that you do. So keep that something for them. Yeah. What a lot of people do, they start. I don't know. They start posting something, and then when it starts to grow, they change. 
mm. and then okay people cannot relate to them anymore so maybe some of the things that i used to do i used to post quite a lot about my family mm -hmm. and i realized okay people don't really come to my page to see my family they come to see more about the fitness the nutrition the motivation and what i'm doing so part of what i've done i've cut the the family part because i realized okay this is not good because sometimes you would also get negative comments so you wouldn't like your loved ones to be to be involved in that and then the more i've done it i realized okay people would like to see more of my fitness of um, the fashion the way i was dressing because being a big girl and wearing nice stuff a few years ago wasn't really a thing but yeah. now the more um, the brands are getting different sizes so you you can actually dress nice even if you're big so yeah. i was like okay yeah that's something that people enjoy so i'm like okay let's be consistent with that and with the instagram what i the way i managed to grow my page is consistency because a lot of people ask okay how you've done it but you need to be there yeah. and you need to be there for people and you need to create the engagement and i know it doesn't really show that much when you look at the page the engagement but when you receive dms and if you reply to people and if you are nice to people because that's what you would expect to that's how it creates engagement and it makes people to come back to your page because they have that report yeah I like they're that. like oh she, she cares she's not just an image or someone that doesn't reply and I know sometimes people would be, oh, you actually replied. I never oh. expected it. I'm like, yes, I did. That's why that's what I'm here for. That's what I'm trying to do. So maybe also my my advice for you, because you've actually uh, you've asked about growing your page and everything else. You're already on the right track because you're consistent. Mm. And that's one of the things that you have to do it. You have to be consistent. So, for example, if people know that every week you have a podcast, you have something new coming, people mm. will come and check. Yeah. And also about the times when you post, because for example, with me, I know I'm posting either early in the morning or I'm posting at night. So people know, know when to check and also the times when you, when you have to post, yeah. but all in all it's consistency because everyone that has been growing their page, they had that one post, yeah. which went kind of viral and then it got their attention to them with most of the people that I've talked to, they have just that one, which Made cool. them, yeah. Wow. From, but obviously, that's just the work that yeah, you of keep course. doing. Yeah, you because can't do it. Just, just you can't just post one and hope that it's going to happen. Yes, you have you to have be to stay keep going. Yeah, keep going, and then one day that it will it <laughs> will happen. happen. Uh, I like that a lot. Um, what exercises would you recommend for someone uh, like myself who is overweight but can't find the confidence to go to the gym? So. For, that's the reason I've done, so, so far, I've done three different programs with uh, home workouts. F that was especially for the people who don't find the confidence to go to the gym. And I've created uh, like half an hour workouts, 30, 40 minutes workouts that people could just play them at home and then we train together. So I would record the video and it's a YouTube video that will play and you can train along with me. Amazing. So that's one of the advices. Like obviously there are a lot of people who do that. So just find a person that, uh, that does it your way, yeah. or the way you like it and then, um, then give it a go. Something else, people say they are shy of going to the gym, but maybe sometimes they never tried classes. Mm. So for me, what I've, when people think of gym, they just think of the weights area. <laughs> yeah. 
and they think, oh, oh it's so scary, yeah. it's just full of men. It's just like, no, that's not for me. So my advice is like, test, even if you go, I don't know, you can, you can just buy a pass, a day pass, yeah. and then you can go to one class or two and to see if you feel the vibe, if you feel good. And also I've noticed different gyms have different vibes. Yeah. So if you have a bad experience, it doesn't mean that gym is not for you. Agreed. It just means maybe try another gym, maybe try and go to an event, just give it another go. Don't, to be honest, the gym, pure gym, yes, they are good, but the quality of people, we know how it is. Yeah. So being an overweight person that goes to the gym, you could get some weird looks. Sure. So I'm like, if that was a bad experience for you, don't don't give up. Yeah. Just maybe try another gym or maybe look for, I don't know, plus size events or something where you would feel comfortable. Yeah. And a lot of people started to do, there is also something called the curved catwalk where plus size girls go and dance. Nice. So try to find environments where you are welcome. Yeah. And then you'll have a totally different experience because people feel the same as you. Yeah. So you just get on a common ground. I like that. That's really nice. Tell me about what you're looking to do next because you're getting into personal training. Yeah. Uh, you know, so t <laughs> tell us about this journey here. You know, what are you looking to do? What is Joanna doing? So first of all, I've noticed that, or that affected me a lot. For example, even when you look on YouTube and you look for exercises, I don't know, abs or whatever, home workouts, you're always going to find like, very skinny people who do it and who don't even sweat at the end of it and you're like oh okay so they've been training for half an hour you don't even okay <laughs> how is that going why am i all red so and also you start to compare yourself to other people so what i want to do and what i'm planning to do next i'm going to start recording more of my routines of my exercises and i'm just gonna put them out for people because i'm like Yes, I keep talking about diversity, but if there is not, I need to create it myself. Yeah. So I've noticed that's something that's missing. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on it and I'm going to offer my, uh, my workouts for people to, to do them and just to gain more confidence because when they see someone they can relate to doing the exercises, then it's going to be easier for them too. So that's one of the things that I'm going to concentrate on yeah. on, um, on YouTube. Another thing that I want to do I want to have my own classes and I want to go to different events because what I've also noticed is that in the fitness events and in the fitness industry, diversity is kind of missing. So I'm like, okay, if it's missing, I need to make the first step and yes. I need to offer my services and I need to be there. Recently, I had an event with Decathlon and it was just amazing to see that uh, people that supported me throughout my journey, they came to my event. And I was like, oh, my plus size girls were there. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was so nice and it's so rewarding to see that you can bring people together for a common goal because sure. at the end of the day, everyone wants to feel good. But when you feel out of place, you won't go. But when it's someone there to represent you, yes. you're just like, okay, she's there, I'm yeah. going. So that, that's what I'm trying to do because I want people to stay active. And what I want them to understand is that losing weight or feeling better is just the side effect of staying active. So you shouldn't concentrate so much on this like, oh, I just want to lose weight. It's more like stay active and naturally it's going to happen. Yeah. And by being active, you also are more happy and you, you just feel good. So that's in my plan to do to the events and in the future, like, 
on my vision board is like an event with a few thousand people and everyone training and good. So that's where I'm, where I'm going towards. I mean, you're clearly successful and you just mentioned this vision board. Tell me, what is a vision board and what is it all about? Yeah, so I realized that without a goal, you just go everywhere and you don't do anything. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, I spent some time with myself and I set up some, some goals for myself. And what is a vision board? Basically, you print pictures with what you want and then you just stick them on the board. And the fact that it's in your face yeah. every day, it just gives you more motivation for what you do. Because I honestly believe in laws of attraction yes. and I believe in the power of your words. And I also believe in creating your own world. Mm -hmm. Like if you want something, just start imagining. Just think of it so much yeah. that it will just happen. It will eventually happen. I just remember, now it just came into my mind. The, the other day I was thinking, oh, I would really need some extra money. I really need something. And yeah. I was thinking of an amount. And then two days after, I received an email for a campaign. And it was exactly the no amount way. that I thought of. I was like, no, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is impossible. So the power of words is just, is just unbelievable. So this guy here... His name's good. He does vision boards. He loves vision boards. Okay. <laughs> What's the interview with him? And there's one up there with uh, Georgie Hines. He believes in the law of attraction. And it's funny that you've brought this up. Is it something that you genuinely believe? Like if you just, you see it, you believe it, you talk about it, it will happen. Yeah, I truly, I truly believe it. And obviously it doesn't happen just you think of it and <laughs> no, it happens. Like you need to think of it and also work but, towards that. Ah, okay. Because I'm like, if you have a big dream, for example, my big dream is to have like an event with two, three thousand people. Amazing. So I know that to, in order to get to that event first, I need to put my own concept together. Yeah. I need to go and test it on, on different events. I need myself to get better at what I'm doing because obviously when you have the first concept, it can always get better. You yeah. can always improve it. So I'm like, I need to do all those small steps to get there, to put myself out there. And I know, okay, I'm going to have to work quite a lot for free yeah. because I want to get my name out. So I'm breaking down my big dream yeah. into the small steps that I need to do to get there. So my advice for whoever wants to achieve something, it's like, okay, when you think of the big dream, it's so overwhelming. You're yeah. like, oh... 2,000 people, how am I going to get those people? But then, oh, five today, five tomorrow, yeah. people are going to know me, I'm going to events, I'm going to this, I'm going to that. So slowly, that's going to build up. Naturally, it's going to build up. Yeah. So I'm like breaking down in small steps and then... Talk, talk, you mentioned working for free, and it's something that I speak with a lot when I mentor people. I do mentorship for, for small businesses and small young entrepreneurs. Why is working for free really important? Because people come, or at least even for me, before putting my money, I don't know, before investing some money, I like to have like a sample yeah. of what I'm going to buy. Like if you think of even when you go, I don't know, to a wine tasting or something, you go and you try to see what you would like mm. more. So the power of working for free, it's like you offer your service and people either love it or they don't. Mm -hmm. But then at least if they love it, you just create... Um, create your own database or whatever. People that would love your style and yeah. would love who you are, they will come your way. And also working for free, I don't know, it just gives you so much satisfaction. Yeah. 
I think that's one of the most powerful things because we, at least with me also with training, I started training uh, some people for free and the results that they got is just amazing and I was like, wow, when you really get um, the positive feedback and everything else, it's just so yes. rewarding. And do you not then think that those people would then say, oh my God, Joanna's one is amazing and then you can then get a client from that person. Of course. That's, you know. Yeah, it's showing value. And especially when you give to someone something for free, they would just be so grateful. Yeah. But also here it, it has its, its ups and downs because some people would just take it for granted and they would be, oh, why are you charging now for something that used to be free or mm. something like that. But whoever is um, grounded yeah. would realize that, okay, even if you do events or something, you can... You can do maybe one or two for free, but then if you want more of your time, if yeah. you want more of your energy, if they feel that uh, you can bring them a benefit, then it's naturally to pay for that because that person is investing uh, their time and their energy. So I I truly believe in the power of doing things for free. Yeah. Obviously, for <laughs> business and on long term, you won't be able to do everything for free, but you would always have one or two hours that you could give Free. Agreed. Yeah, you need to give something back. And that's where it comes into my mind. That's how I met the property team. Yeah. Where is he? He's here. Yeah, because he he keeps saying about the power of working for free. I went to his uh, to his classes, yeah. and that's one of the one of the motivations because he told me when he started the classes there was no one, yeah. <laughs> and then it came a person, and then that person didn't like it and didn't come again, and he was like, oh maybe I need to change my concept, and now the class is full yeah. all the time. So whenever I'm scared of what I'm going to, I'm like, okay, he started Absolutely. from nothing also. Absolutely. So let me just, uh, just continue. Let me just take you back to the vision board, right? Okay. Because people will be like, okay, you have a massive dream, but then, ha you know, and what you've said to people and what I'm trying to explain is that you need to then understand how to get there. So you need to have like these smaller things where you need awesome. to sort of, this is what I need to do to get to there. Da, 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 da. And, is there something that you do on a daily basis where like, do you look at it every day and go, right, I need to do this today is like a checklist or is it something you like, you just know what you're doing on a daily basis now? Like it just comes as a habit or is there something that you have to change sometimes? I think for me, it's also to a way to stay focused on what I want mm. because, you know, with my platform, you get a lot of messages. Oh, would you like to promote this? Would you like to promote that? Would you like... So for me, it's also a way to stay grounded and to concentrate on what I actually want to do. So with the vision board, I know, okay, I need to get there, I need to get there, I need to do this. So in order to do, so for example, I want my event with two, 3,000 people. So I know, okay, I've done my certificate. Yeah. I've done a few events. Now I need to put my own class, my own concept together. I need to start going uh, and offering my service. I need to start organizing my events. So naturally I have in my mind what I need to do and then everything else that it's bombarding me from the outside I'm like no 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 I have my vision <laughs> yeah. I know where I want to go I know what I want to do because also for me it was a point now where I got a few job offers because what I'm doing now I'm concentrating 100% on my social media and what I want to do but my qualification it's in IT yeah oh wow and uh, recently I got uh, a few job offers so I was like oh, what do I do now <laughs> For me, it was like a week of quite some time. It was, which way I go? Yeah. Do I pick money or do I pick passion? Do I pick yeah. money or do I pick passion? Because, yeah, social media brings a certain amount of money, but you can say that 
I'm not rich. I didn't no. get rich. So yeah, it helps me to pay my bills and everything else. But in order to get to the next level, I need to invest a lot. So sure. I'm like, okay, I'm starting from the ground. I need to make sure everything is fine. So that's what the vision board helped me. It was like, okay, but the corporate world, it won't bring me what I actually want. My yeah. vision board is something totally different. So in a corporate world, yeah, I can go up, but only to a certain level, which won't make me happy. Anyway. Oh, great. So I was like, okay. Let me just leave that for now, concentrate on, on what I want and um, just give it a go. I love that. And in my mind, I was like, okay, the office job is still going to be there. Yes. Let me try a few more months. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But You've always got something to fall back on, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. What advice would you give to anyone that's starting their journey? What, like, what three words would you give to say... Like on what would like consistency is one for you, right? One hundred percent. Like you love consistency. Yeah, without what, it, you can't. <laughs> what other two words do you think you could live by every day? Like a good piece of advice. Gratitude. Mm, okay. You need to be, you need to be grateful for what you have, and if if you're not, you you won't be happy regardless of how much you get. Yeah. And the third one would be passion. Mm. Because that's what I picked for myself. I picked passion. Passion would would take you far. Yeah. Because you won't feel exhausted. You'll always try to find a way. And it will just keep you going. How, how would someone find that passion though? Because someone, like, someone might be watching this between sort of 18 and 22 and they might go, I don't know what my passion is. How would you, how would you think someone could find a passion? Just by trying. Yeah. It was the same for me. Like me, if I, if I think like, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, that big girl, you know, fat, because that's already, yeah, that fat girl to end up, you know, growing such a big platform and to end up living from fitness and thinking of, you know, such a big concept and events and everything. I would have never thought of it, mm. never. But the more I've tested it and I realized, okay, this is what makes me happy. Yeah this is really the way I want to go. So I'm like, just test. And especially if you are young, you, you don't have much to lose. No. Like, wh what can you lose? Like, even if you end up broke, like, it's not a problem. Parents are still there. If you don't yeah. have parents, you can always find something yeah. or any job that could give you just an income to survive. But at least you test. I love that you... positive attitude. Just like, there's always something. Just don't, like, just do it. Just... Yeah, that's why I always say, because... I have a very humble background, like I never had anything. I'm coming from a very small town in Romania. We just had the basics and I'm like, for me, I don't know, if you put me naked in the middle of the street, if you take everything away from me, I'm going to find my way. Yeah. I'm just going to find a way to survive, to bring everything back because at the end of the day, it's all about you. Yeah. It's about your energy and your drive. So that's why I always tell to people, don't obsessed with something or just I need to find my passion I need to find my passion no <laughs> yeah. just just try different things and you're gonna know it. when it feels right yes you're gonna know oh this is what I actually enjoy and then do you think at, when you find that passion you then need to make a choice so do I follow my passion and hopefully That's the rewards comes <laughs> or do I maybe follow the money because there are some people that go look I could earn the money like you just said and this is what will happen you find your passion and it could cost you money to get to where you want to get to. You have to invest time. You have to invest money to get you that happiness. Or do I just go, 
I need to pay my bills this month. I need to survive. I need to eat. So that was the way for me because I only... So my full-time job, when I started my platform and when I started growing it and realizing I love fitness, I was still doing my full-time job because yeah. I had to pay the bills. The social media wasn't bringing any income or anything. So I had to do both uh, at the same time. And it was hard. So it's not easy. No, it's because not. Because being on social media, you always need to be active. You always need to post. So it takes a lot of your energy. So for me... Because only December last year, I gave up my full-time job. Wow. So up to then. So just try to mix both of them. Yeah. Because you are always going to find time for what's truly important to you. And when people say, oh, I don't have time to train. Yeah, but you stayed half an hour to watch some series or <laughs> some TV. Like, just cut that. So you invest time in what's important to you. Yeah, agreed. And whenever I hear people with excuses and everything else, Yes, you can have family. Yes, you can have anything. Else. But if, if the fire is inside, if yeah. you truly want to, to try something, you're going to find that 10, 15 minutes, half an hour, whatever is needed, just to, to keep pushing and try something. So my advice is, if you found your passion, don't quit your job straight away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because obviously you need to pay your bills and anything else, but you can always do something on the, the side. side. Mm. And when it gets to the point where it's sustainable or it can bring you a certain income, then you can you can go ahead. And it's a great bit of passion. advice. All right, so some personal questions. If you were to have two people for dinner, <laughs> famous, dead or alive, but can't be your family members, like inspiration or someone that you might find interesting at dinner, who would they be? Mm. I would like to have Emily Sky. Like Emily Sky, she. <laughs> I, I don't know who she is, but we're going to find out. <laughs> yeah, she's been in the fitness industry for quite some time and oh. she managed to, to build, her, build her brand on all the values that I believe in. Nice. So for me, she's someone that I really look up to and. Uh, yeah, she's, she's a role model for me. And someone else. Maybe Michelle Obama. Oof, wow, good one. Okay. Yeah. Her and Oprah. Could I put them together? <laughs> no, no, but I'll take Michelle Obama. Um, and one more question. So is there somebody out there at the moment that you think has a good story that you think I should be contacting after this video? So is there someone that you think that would be they'd have it they have a good story there are quite a few people that yeah. i that i truly appreciate so i'll give you some names amazing Probably you're gonna see them in the in the next podcast amazing Joanna, thank you so much you it's been an absolute time. pleasure to have her on um i'll put all of your details in the video below with your um your instagram tag of course of course if anyone's got any questions or anyone wants some advice you can go to Joanna's instagram page Thank you so much. It's been Thank an you. absolute pleasure. Thank you. And uh, yeah, thanks Thank for watching. Guys. Thanks for listening. Take care.